Oh, John. Oh, where are you, John? Ah, there you are, John. Oh, Scotty, it is time for you to get off your ass and come record with me. Scotty, 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 guess what, 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 what? What, 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 what? I'm actually going to the opera tonight to see La Traviata. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> word. Please, please tell me you're not going to sing along. <laughs> no, I'm going to hear professionals sing it, and that should only make my next renditions that much better. So uh, what is your, uh, uh, firstly, have you seen La Traviata before, and what is your favorite favorite sort of piece of music from, from that opera? I have not, and I will, I will determine that, uh, and that will be something for next week. There we are. are you going to uh, sing to me next week in the style of the favorite part of your opera? I think I will conduct the entire, uh, my entire half of, of our podcast in operatic verse. John, I'm busy next week. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> are you saying that because that's actually the case? Or are you saying that as, as a way of communicating your lack of interest <laughs> in participating in such an undertaking? Uh, let's just say I am here and the second may be true. Okay, moving on. <laughs> You know what? You're 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 about as mean as Graham Lee. Here's a here's a trip down memory lane because Graham Lee is is uh, you know a luminary of NS conference days. And I remember him once you know displaying his dry dry British wit when I was talking excitedly about something, and he says, "I can scarcely contain my indifference." <laughs> that sounds like Graham. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Yes. So, John, before um, before my indifference overflows, um, what uh, what have you been up to this week? Well, lots of integration testing. So, this long running project I've been working on, we're really entering the crunch time where you know we've. We, I, it's like I can't give all the details, so I have to speak in generic uh, terms about it. But it, as a reminder, is a cross-platform project. So there, are, you know, every platform and the company is working on this, um, and it has a a, a pretty hard deadline. Um, and you know, we have our quiet period coming up. So this this is kind of the mad dash to kind of test to see if all these different systems work. Um, and it, it's been tricky. I, I will not. Uh, I will not hide that fact. I was up uh, way past my bedtime working on it because it, w- it was just starting to work in in the staging environment. We had been working in a test environment, and for yeah, <laughs> whatever for reasons I can't explain. But uh, but I mean, it, it is common on brand new stuff, especially if it involves brand new features and brand new flows and stuff like that. It's just something that has to be kept. You know, you can't disturb, you know, production environments, obviously, and you can't even, you couldn't even kind of put it in the staging environment because that's too close to production. Um, but so, you know, it's just in order to do end-to-end testing, that's this one thing to look at design, as I said at an earlier show, and how it works, you know, in Figma, but it's a whole other thing to actually see how it feels um, and to, to pull on strings to be able to say, okay, is this, is Everything working is everything actually working, and especially as it comes to localization, because there's there were lots of of last minute changes because there's legalese involved in it. So we only just kind of got final English strings a couple of days ago, and then that has to go and get translated, and then we have to be able to make sure everything works in all the different languages on all the different devices. So it's really the the kind of you know put the proof in the pudding. So so far. 
it has been working pretty well, at least for 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 my part of it, um, which is of course all I ever <laughs> care about. But it, it it I'm I'm kind of thinking, you know, I'm very very happy that I did all this work beforehand to make the the layouts as flexible as they are, because every time I look at it, no matter what the device, it it adapts properly. But I also kind of find holes and things like ah, this stuff, you know, this this service which has worked was working in testing is not working here in staging and and. It's it's. I, I tell all this detail, and I'm sure it is absolutely mortifying, stultifying for people listening. But the the nugget of wisdom here is how you present that information makes all the difference in the world. It's like I like to file a bug report. It's like you know here here's my CID and here's this and here's that and all that is important data. But what I've always prided myself on doing is. I make a screen movie and I really demonstrated it as if somebody's actually using it because then then decisions about things can either be validated or questions and, and redone. So when you kind of see language, for example, you know, in context and 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 look at the design saying, hey, is this laid out properly? Is this big enough or are we you know featuring the right things? I think that it's it's far too easy for people to say, yep, the design looks great because I looked at it in Figma, but and and especially on cross-platform projects where there's a desire to have a kind of similar look you know look to it in terms of typography and 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 iconography that's all great but i think there is a big difference in how you design something for a, a device that you look at 10 feet away versus something that you hold in your hand and it's you just can't really make a a a a, a a careful consideration of it until you actually hold it in your hand. And the closest thing you can do, you know, is, is, is a screen movie. I did it on the simulator because it was easier to do, but oftentimes I will also then make an over the shoulder video of me holding the device in my hand. And, and because I think what people may not appreciate that the fundamental difference between a mobile device and a TV is that a mobile device is not, you know, a TV is not interrupted with push notifications or phone calls or, you know, when you, you there's really no such thing as backgrounding the application and coming back to it. Um, and that's, these are all design considerations, not about how something looks, but how it actually feels. Um, and so, you know, that, that that's all good, great, grand and glorious. But since we're, you know, approaching a hard deadline, things that in the back of my mind saying, I wonder if that's going to really work. And now that I see it, it's like, eh, I don't really love this. Um, and I'm hoping that there will be time to, to tweak some things. I think there will be, but, you know, our, it's it's already it's already now the 1st of December and we're approaching, you know, um, code freeze soon. So I will be heads down for the next two weeks on this. So that's why I've been up to Scotty. That sounds good. So have you been able to use those uh, classic words yet? Well, it works in development. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it worked. Well, I mean, and, and here's the thing is, um, you know, normally, normally I like I, I like working in the simulator, if nothing else, because it, there's a fast turnaround time because it, it, you know, installing an app running on your Mac is faster than, you know, installing it onto onto your device. Um, connected with it with a cable and a lot of times and and for this particular type of development where um you know earlier early early on just to make sure the layout was correct i was using all mock data and so you could you could get a very very fast cycle and you could make it so that it, you know the 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 con the necessary contacts would be set up so that as soon as you, you launch the app you are you know in the in this flow of procession of screens 
But in the real world, it doesn't work that way. You kind of like, you know, a notification may be sent or you may have to wait until you log on. And then and then maybe it, during the course of the work that you're doing, you're changing the context and testing to see, did it work? Or am I, am I no longer seeing this intervention or this message? Or what happens if you switch from one to the other? Um, and it was very easy to say, yeah, look, it works. You know, I could send screen movies, and, and but then <laughs> then you hit the real world, and then you, you actually do it on a device, and you do it on a, with a slower network connection, and maybe it takes longer for, for the response to come. And, and particularly for the, the dismissing and presenting of, of modal uh, views, uh, you know, I have a, a little bit of, of, of detail of something I discovered last night. It was a bug that took me a while to figure out. I was like, you know, when, 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 when modal presentation ends, there are all sorts of delegate methods that you, that you can, you know, uh, implement that some which Apple bake. And if you build abstractions on top, uh, on top of, of Apple's uh, APIs, then maybe you provide similar ones. Uh, but basically a lot of times people are, are very interested to know that something has been modally presented. And if you present with animation, timing matters because you can say, I'm about to present this or I, I have presented this. And you ha sometimes have to be very precise and say, I am about to present this. Does anybody care? I am now in the middle of presenting it because there's animation. And maybe while the animation is done, you, you don't want to say it's at the completed state. Now you have a completion handler saying something has been presented. We're all set and done. And somebody else who may want to inquire about the state of something will now have a definitive answer. So I had to go through and make sure that I implemented all the, the completion handlers to, to, to get the timing just right. And I was very happy when that worked. But then all of a sudden I thought I, I, I was dismissing one, one panel and then another one would pop up twice when I was only expecting it to pop up once. You know? And so I was seeing the same thing essentially being you know, presented, then dismissed, and then presented again. It was like driving me nuts. Like, where's the bug? Where's the bug? Where's the bug? Until I realized the, re the reason why something was being presented twice is that at some point during a flow, we have the these full screen modal sheets, but that have navigation uh, uh, controllers in them. And depending on how you go through the flow, you, there may be one, two, or three additional view controllers added to the navigation. And so if there was only one, when, when it, it, there is a, a message that's sent or, a, a, you know, a, a delicate method that's called on each individual view controller. So if there was only one the navigation controller, then, then you would get it once. But if there were multiple of them, each one would then respond. And that's where my problem was. Like, why is it coming up twice? And the thing that, that clued me in is that I, it was just testing where I was three view controllers deep into it. And I saw the same thing happen three times. Like, ah, oh, now I get it. And was able to adjust. But this is an, another example, bringing it back to what you're saying. It's like it all worked perfectly in development with a well-worn path using mock data. I'm like, hey, I'm done. It's great. Look, it all works out. And then then you actually use it and use it as a, as a, a human being would use it. And then you start going down paths that you might not have thought. Uh, a bug I have to deal with right now has to do with, um, you know, exiting the app. And because, uh, you know, something else happens, maybe it, maybe, you know, it opens up a, 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 you know, launches mobile Safari, for example. And so your app, you know, gets back routed. And then when you come back, all sorts of things happen that, that just happen. And then all of a sudden you have to, to, to take, you know, take that into consideration. So, um, getting there, but yeah, it worked perfectly in development. Famous words. That's all you need to care about. That's interesting. Well, that's, uh, I hope that all goes well and I hope you get time to, uh, uh, make those adjustments you want to make before the <laughs> the powers that be tell you that nope, it's going as it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
And how about you, Scotty? How has your week been? Well, that, that's that's uh, quite a nice little segue, actually. It's almost like we planned it, even though we didn't. Um, <laughs> and even though I if don't I care went, how your week if, went. If I went back and listened to a show from around this time last year or maybe the beginning of the year and said what my goals for 2022 were, I, I'm sure... I I haven't been back and listened, but I'm sure the goal would have been we need to ship money well this year. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's driving it's driving me mad that we we haven't shipped it yet. Now, the reality is based on where we are on the beta. If we if we ground out um, the last of the, the 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 sort of everything now for the next you know week, we could probably ship. Um, we could probably we're getting that close, um, but then you know we're going to close down for the Christmas break here. We always take a couple of weeks off over Christmas and just recharge and into the new year before we go again. You know, do we really want to stick a a brand new major version out with a whole bunch of new syncing technology that yes has been through beta test with a few hundred people, but is not you know been with thousands of people. You know, just as we want to take a two-week break and whatever else. And then, you know, this is there's some fundamental changes in the app to the way some things work, so that's going to create a whole bunch of support. Um, and so, you know, do we want to then deal with that at that time? So, yeah, we've been sort of like planning this week, and we said, but look, we can, you know, the, the danger is if you just say, oh, we won't ship this year, we'll ship, you know, we'll, we'll sh- you know, sort of ship next year or whatever else, then, you know, you just end up rolling through and we're having the same conversation again next year um so we felt like we needed to put ourselves under some sort of you know shipping deadline you know the powers that become our own powers that be that say no it's going to go um in order and you know what's the best way to to ship this thing so you know we've we've we we made we've made that call that in you know when we uh we've decided to say that you know when we finish for uh, Christmas this year, sort of in December twenty somewhere. Um, that's it. Development is over for hmm. for Moneywell. Um, we've created a a list of uh, GitHub issues. We've prioritised them, set up, added them all to a, a milestone. Um, all the P zeros and P ones should be done. You know, within the next week, as I said, because we grind those out. We'll then start working on the P2s, and wherever we get to by Christmas, that's it. That is what we will look to ship next year. Um, but in order to give ourselves a chance to sort of get ahead of ourselves for the support and everything else, we thought we'd probably then just make um, uh, in January, we're going to, when we get back, we will put, uh, in fact, we will put it out as a public beta. So not just to the beta people, if you can go to our website at that point and just download it if you wish to, um, is a beta and it should all work and do that. And then give ourselves three or four weeks to write support articles, make training videos, all that sort of stuff, update the website nicely, and then do a proper proper release at the end of January. So even though I am very frustrated that 2022 didn't see the shipping of Moneywell and it's been driving me mad for a while now, I am reasonably confident that by the end of January 2023, it will be out there and I will talk about something else, which will be like shipping the next release of Moneywell (laughs) (laughs) after that. So it's it's one of those things, isn't it, where, you know, none of us like to ship based on 
a deadline you know, that just seems a bit arbitrary. I mean, we don't have to ship it now. We could carry on. But I think the point is an app as big as MoneyWell is always going to have bugs. It's always going to have problems. And if we just keep saying, oh, oh, there's this little bit someone's found, there's this little bit someone's found that seems to have been there for a little while, yeah, we're never going to ship the thing. So we've, for our own own benefit, we've set some hard deadlines, become our own management, our own bosses, and said, nope, this is it. You cut cut the code that day and do it. So we'll see how it goes. Now, of course, if during the public beta in January, you know, some show-stopping bugs, you know, what we I call a P0-style bug come up, then... We're going to have to fix those before we ship, but I'm assuming that, you know, we're not, because we've been through a, a reasonably long, we're talking like six-month beta, maybe, maybe slightly longer. Um, we're not, uh, with some pretty active users in there, we're reasonably sure we're not going to get too many of those. Not saying we won't get any, and hopefully they'll be fixable. So, yeah, that's 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 been what's going on this week, and... Uh, so just like uh, hacking through a few things that, that needed doing, um, stuff that you've put off. Sometimes you you put that thing off saying, oh, yeah, we'll do that later because that'll be easy. And then you realize, actually, that's a few days work and it's not easy. And then you think, oh, why does that fit with the schedule? But I think we'll be good. I I, I feel your pain and I, I send you waves of support. And I know that, the, well, and I, <laughs> I will actually turn down the snark and, and say for real because I, I, I know what it was like to, to have put all your effort into a major new release and thinking, okay, I'm going to get it out now. And then timing gets in the way and you, you, you face exactly what you, you've talked about. It. The, the exact same thing happened to me for, for Memory Miner 2.0. It's like I've been working and working and working and working and it's like I have to ship this before the end of the year and then I had to make the decisions like I you know I could I could get it out there but you know and then part of the reason why I really wanted it out there is because sometimes you you know for certain types of software you want it out there during the holidays because that's to the prime time when people are traveling and meeting with their families and and and, and getting new devices as you said and so I was like really wanted to get it out there but I didn't so you know uh but eventually I did, and it was much better as a result. But I, I still kind of wish, like, oh, what what would have happened? What would have been different if I had done this? I think in the case of the money well, the good news is, in a way, it's kind of like the money well is the thing that is your New Year's resolution thing. It's like, you know, you party like crazy, and then all of a sudden you have to make sense of it, and then tax time's coming around. So in a way, it's kind of like optimum, if you ask me. So you should you should be very happy that you delayed until after the holidays and, and took the extra time to make sure that the bugs you thought that you might have gotten rid of, uh, or at least the ones the ones you didn't know about it could be addressed, and, and you'll be right in the in the good time. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I think the beginning of the year is is a good time for a major release of this. I think right at the beginning of January would have been better because people make New Year's resolutions about saving money, and people mm. uh, people are often don't have money after holiday periods, and they start they think should be budgeting. So, you know, um, I think of having it out, of having having had it out right for the beginning would have been good but of course we have to remember we we still yeah this software already has a website this software already exists um Mm -hmm. i think we know the fact that it doesn't currently have a working mobile app um you know and and sync between that and it's a mac only app um is a big put off to a lot of people and i think equally our onboarding is terrible now, the reality is in the new release, the onboarding is exactly the same. And that's the next thing we're going to work on is, you know, not losing, you know, getting people to use the app once they bother to spend the time downloading it. But the app does exist. And, you know, and we have a trickle of sales because, you know, 
we've not felt in a position to really push this app sales wise until it had these you know this is a major release we call it but effectively we're putting what we we would consider fundamental features that the app cannot exist without um and the reality is we haven't even done all of those but uh there's there's enough of them that we can feel happy with it you know so you know the, the fact that we're going to put out this big major release in in January, you know, it's not going to be suddenly then and you know and update the website and put support articles and support videos. It's not suddenly going to be like this app suddenly starts selling really well, really really well. You know, the reality is we're going to get trickles of sales plus maybe one or two extra ones because you know what's going to change. So the next phase then is to yeah, we've done all this work, got to find a way of making people buy this thing. Or well, not making people. That sounds like you know we're going to go out and. You know, twist people's arms to to buy it you know how do we then start selling this promoting it making it uh, easier and that's where we're going to start you know there's a whole bunch of ways of doing that firstly is making sure that your, your website's better start looking actively at marketing and you know even paid marketing you know they say if you if you could spend 99 cents to make a dollar then you you know um you just <laughs> you just turn on the machine basically and you just start making those pennies and they will add up um so I think, you know, we have to look at that. Uh, there are still some missing stuff and things going going on in there. But, yes, there is a, even though like, this is like we've just got the app to the core fundamental level, this is really now where the journey begins of trying to convince people to buy it. Onboarding, as I said, you know, MoneyWell is a complex app. And I think, you know, people download it, they open it up, it will do everything they want to do, but they don't know how to start off, they don't know how to do it, they don't know how to make that work. So, you know, obviously the the initial way to solve some of that is to produce some training videos, which we will um, uh, uh, be doing hopefully in January to so that gets people uh, running easier with that. But equally, you know, the app itself should walk you through this stuff and make it easier because you don't necessarily want to be on the website doing it. So I think next year is going to be, this year has been a journey of getting money well out the door and we almost made it. Next year is going to be a journey of convincing people they actually want to use it <laughs> and, and they should buy it. So yeah, it's uh, ne- so next year will be very different, although we still have a lot of development to do in there as well. Oh my gosh, just listening to you was, was just it's making me recall exactly what it's like to, to, to go through and make all these product decisions uh, and, and adapt everything. Um, but the one last thing I was going to say is like, yep, you may wanted may you wanted to have it early on, but I here's another uh, twist you might take is that everybody makes New Year's resolutions and they typically last about three or four days. So if you ship something in January towards the end, you might be able to take the tactics like saying, you made all your resolutions, here's one we're going to help you keep. <laughs> because it's, it, enough time will have passed that people will still have the idea fresh in mind, and then they'll say, ah, oh, I have been slipping, but now I can do it. Especially if you can maybe hook into one aspect of it, you know, about, say, you know, I, I have no idea what features are, 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 you said that just fundamental things just work. But I think the nice thing about MoneyWell is that if, if you can make the, the data entry smooth, and, and you, you, you every time you go in and and, and put some effort into it. You can see the result right away. You might help people develop a habit that would give them sane financial management chops uh, in the coming year. Yeah, yeah, that, that is that is that is the, the plan. No, I mean the, the interesting thing is it's you know with indie apps is um, you know unlike uh, you know. Um, investor-backed applications is yeah we're currently a company of three we are a bit stretched and and, and we're doing a client, bloated company of three yeah, we're and we're doing client work to basically fund ourselves right now 
But, you know, the number of copies of Moneywell, you know, we need to sell to to sustain three people on a reasonable lifestyle is, you know, it's not that big. You know, it's it's in the thousands of copies a year, you know, through to maybe you know, tens of thousands of copies a year, low end of that will we'll, we'll create a reasonable um, uh, sustainability for the app. So that's not that's, you know. Now, when you're selling, you know, trickles of copies, that's that feels like a lot. But in the in the context of the world and people in it, that's uh, yeah. We, I think, you know, it's about finding our niche market, and we sort of know partly who that is. It's you know, it's um, people who want a native app, not a web app, um, is obviously the first one because otherwise they're not going to buy Mac software in the first place. But then I think because of the way we've done syncing and we've not used servers, it's people who don't want their financial data held on other people's servers. Now, it might turn out that iCloud syncing is a complete shit show and we have to get rid of it, in which case we might have to rethink that one. But I think, you know, uh, now, as a percentage of the people and uh, you know who do things, they, they must have a native app and they don't want the data to leave their, their device. Yes, that's probably a reasonably small percentage, but as a number of people to sell to, that's still enormous. Now, I don't want to fall into the, oh, if we could just sell to 1% of users, then we'll be okay, because that's a totally stupid way of looking at it, because you know, reaching 1% of users is hard. But what I'm saying is, for independent developers who sell software at a decent price, um, Moneywell currently costs $60 as a one-off purchase, as we've discussed before. We're probably going to move to a, you know, a $40 a year subscription. Um, you know, you, you, that's the, you don't have to sell stupid like amounts that you do, like when you're selling 99 cents software or free supported by ad software. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a challenging year, but it's not an unreasonable goal to, and I don't necessarily think we'll become self-sustaining in a year. That's not the goal. I'd like to think we become self-sustaining in three years after release, but you know, let's see how it goes. After one year, we'll have a better idea. Indeed. Well, I, I'm, I'm genuinely rooting for you, as is the person who's rooting around in the walls next to you. So is, is Barky the failure? Did you lock Barky the failure dog in a closet? Do you know, now that, no. Do you know what I did, John? Clump, clump, clump. We are fi- it's five o'clock here today uh, when we're recording. We normally record about 4.30. Uh, so because it was five o'clock, he's been fed. Wow. Okay. Uh, well that's lovely so there we are so that barking is he, he he's uh barky the photo dog is very good at telling the time his apple watch on his paw gives him a little tap tick tap when it's a uh, food mm. food time and he starts barking mm. so uh there we are so well i guess with that john we should probably uh, unless you have anything else you really want to um inform us of this week anything you've spotted seen noticed or uh, has uh, slapped you in the face uh, no, I mean, there's plenty of things that, that I would love to talk about, but I don't want to start them here at the end of a show. I think that we would, I, I want to give fair warning to our, our fractional listeners that, uh, they may have to do double duty in the not too distant future as we have the holiday, holiday special. Um, because there's so many, there have been so many interesting things to talk about, uh, in, in the world of software and tech and Silicon Valley, um. One could go on for for years discussing it, but we won't. We'll just tease that we may chime in at some point. Um, So, but in the meantime, Scotty, if people want to, you know, congratulate you for winning the the National Pet Association (laughs) 
dog owner of the year award for actually feeding your 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 dog baby where might they where might they they sing your praises well assuming that i mean it's wednesday today and we will probably release this podcast on friday so assuming twitter is still there and exists at that point because <laughs> <laughs> who knows at the moment uh, you can find me on twitter uh, where i am mac devnet and john if people wish to um uh, just uh commiserate with you for this uh, like a uh, uh, cut off you are you are working haven't you if you said you were working late john no one wants to see that sort of pain on an old man like you so where should no. they commiserate with you well you can find me on the place where all measured conversation takes place without any sleep deprivation or anything that may cause people to have extreme takes on on things happening in the world and that's twitter uh, where you'll find me as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. Well, it's been a, a pleasure talking with you, sir, and I hope that uh, this week you get those changes done, and next week you'll be telling us stories of shipping glory, or getting close to it anyway. And um, I will hopefully be able to tell you that we are churning our way through the uh, the uh, Manuel Issues list and ahead of schedule. But uh, for everyone out there, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time, you take care to watch uh, everything carefully. <laughs> that didn't come out to say. To no. look both ways before crossing. There we go. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Mess with the tagline. I think you should go through the uh, review board first. <laughs> so it could be soundly rejected. Be like the Apple review board. Yeah, it's rejected for some nonsensical reason. Like I didn't like it. But there we are. <laughs> 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 <laughs>